Good Tuesday morning, everyone. This is Helen Hooper, and I am your host for the brand new podcast for women called The Ladies' Choice Life Support Podcast. This morning, we're so excited because this is our first segment, um, our very first segment. Um, we're going to be here each Tuesday morning from 7 a.m. to 7.20 a.m., and we hope you can join us. This podcast is to uplift, encourage, challenge, and educate women from all walks of life. We want to bring real solutions to real problems from real women from this day, this time, and this season. Um, it's needed. We need to encourage each other. And I like to start the podcast off this morning with something very encouraging. And the thing that came to mind this morning is that faith is a currency to heaven. So if you're waiting for manifestation of any kind from any prayer that you've already prayed, just know that faith is going to produce that manifestation. It is the currency of heaven, and that moves God on his throne. Okay? Amen. We're going to get on with our podcast this morning. Our, our segment is called The System, and we have a guest with us this morning. Her name is Ms. Shandra Colson. Ms. Colson has actually lived um, on subsidized apartment complex um, properties, and she has received benefits from the government from time to time. Thank God she's a success story. She's going to share some of her successes, her obstacles, um, and some of her thoughts about the system. So without further ado, we're going to bring Ms. Shandrea Colson in. She is our guest this morning for our very first podcast. So good morning, Ms. Colson. How are you? Good morning, Helen. Good morning, everyone out there, and God bless everyone. Yes. Um, it's, I'm so excited about being here. This is just so awesome. <laughs> and let me start by saying this is a very broad, very broad subject. Yes, it is. And very dear to my heart as well. Yes, very dear to my heart. So this morning we want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am um, a single mother of one. Um, I have a son, he is eight. Uh, and um, I have a um, degree in medical assisting. Um, praise be to God for that. Uh, and um, I am a community advocate. Great. And for anybody that knows, I have worked with Ms. Colson before, and I know she is a success story. She's one of the, our many success stories. Everybody does not make it out of this, this system that we're talking about. And she is one that was striving when I met her to um, actually get out of the system. And I know that she's a single mother, and she's a great mother. So we're going to get into a um, topic. And I called it the system. And I say this rig for failure. Miss Colson, tell me, did I title this wrong? What is, what is your perspective on the topic? Because my perspective is the system is rigged for failure for women not to be able to get up and get on with their life or get on to their next life. What do you think? I believe um, that you are correct. Uh, there's no um, there's no getting around that uh, and if you, you are correct you are correct uh, my circumstances um, has allowed me to experience uh, just exactly what the, the government um, assistance um, really consists of and that being said 
it is it for me mm-hmm. personally yes it yes. is mm-hmm. break for failure because um, I'm a single mother and I was one of the moms that um, used the system as a stepping stone exactly so if you're a mom out there that uses the system as a stepping stone this is you, to get to your next life level. Yes, yes. to okay. enter the ne- my next life level. Mm-hmm. Um, it is you can you will feel that is set up. Yes, for failure. Mm-hmm. Um, it it has the appearance of helping. Um, it has its ups and its downs. Um, and to be honest, more downs. Yes. Um, for example, mm-hmm. um, uh, when I was um, preparing to go to school, um, and. My son was probably 12, 14 months at the time, and I needed childcare. So I was only receiving um, uh, food stamps assistance. Mm-hmm. That's all that I needed. Well, let's stop right here. I was going to ask you to give us some examples mm-hmm. of um, some of the, I call them potholes, mm-hmm. or um, some of the some of the, the, the ditches mm-hmm. that the system mm-hmm. um has our women falling in right. or stepping in right. um, unknowingly. Right. They think it's helping, but right. it isn't. Right. And some of the examples that you're going to give us in just a moment of right. how it stifled you, obstructed you, right. almost thwart right. any kind of um, positive opportunities right. that presented itself right. to you and that you wanted to achieve. Right. Now, I know that you were going to school at mm-hmm. a certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell us about that when you were going to school. Um, and when you had the baby and some of the things that happened to you um, and you were finding out quickly yes. that the system was not your friend <laughs> I, quickly very it, quickly yes, tell us about, tell us about that just it, it didn't it didn't take long i uh i like i said i was preparing to go to school uh and um i needed child care for my son mm-hmm. um assistance with that because i was not able to pay what the regular rate was going to be for child care so um, and I sought out the system for that help for child care and I was told the only way that I was going to be able to obtain child care for my son was if I uh, applied for cash aid so did you need the cash aid I didn't need it I didn't need the cash okay, aid so they that was a stipulation for you to receive exactly the child care the voucher exactly okay. that was the stipulation so mm-hmm. I was like okay fine uh, and I did that. Mm-hmm. So um, my, I want to say it was my third semester in school is what I want to say. Uh-huh. Uh, I received this letter and <laughs> saying that they were going to take away my childcare. Wow. And I was confused because I'm thinking, uh, I'm in school, I need my childcare. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the reason being was that they said I was over and probably 15 to $20 over the poverty Let me ask you limit. This. Who makes that a decision that you're way over the limit? Is that something that they calculate in a computer? How do they come to that conclusion that you're just over and we can't help you anymore? Uh, they said it was a calculation um, by their, um, by the government assistance that, you know, they have it set up Mm -hmm. so that's what they said was the reason Mm -hmm. Uh, and regardless it was disheartening because then I was really upset really upset because here I'm in my third semester in school and and you guys are going to tell me you're going to take away my childcare Mm -hmm. so um, long story short 
I um, I went to see someone that can really explain the situation to me, which didn't help. Um, and it was, you know, it was what I call that. It was um, it was uh, there was no bones about it. This is it. This is the way it is. There was no taking it back. There was no nothing. There was so, no helping me. With this receiving that voucher, with them, with them actually taking it back, because they said that you needed to do this, this, and that. You're right. Over, you're over. Yes. The limit, meaning that you're not on the poverty line anymore. You're over, and you make yeah. enough money to support childcare and pay for <laughs> childcare, but you're in school. So, tell us how it made you feel. Um, did it? Did that take you back to square one? Were, were you? Did you think it was going to take you back? I to thought square it one? was going to take me back to square one because so you would start all over again. Yeah, that's what I was mm-hmm. thinking that was going to have to happen. Uh, and um, the counsel, the counseling that I had at the time, the case management that I had at the time, mm-hmm. um, did give me another option. Um, she gave me some information um, about some services in Jacksonville uh, that praises the God did help um, because if it was left up to them, guess what? It was going to be square one. Wow. It was going to be back to square so one. So this was going to be a setback. It was going to be a setback, a major, a major uh, setback. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, like I said, I did get to this other um, uh, assistant situation and um, it did, it did work out. Uh, it, it, it was, it was really disheartening. And my thing about that was when I applied, now mind you, I did say I did not need it. I had not ever gotten assistance, cash assistance from them, didn't need it. Okay. But since you all, since they said, this is what I needed, I did that. You knew what I had before, before, before you all, before I started school. So, and you knew, Okay, when I applied for this, because you said I had to, you knew where I was financially. They knew where I was financially. So they knew you were financially, you reported like you were supposed to exactly. report it. Exactly. You got a little raise in whatever income Exactly. They send you a letter and say, look, since you're over, you're not you're not at the poverty level anymore because yes. you got a couple of more dollars. <laughs> we're going to take away your child care, which we know you can't afford because you're in school. Yes. So you can't cover your child care anymore. No. This is what we're talking about this morning, about the system actually stifling women and their children, single mothers and their children. Um, and that's why I said it has the appearance. It has the it appearance, has appearance of helping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, at any time, they can pull the rug from under you. Yes. And, and that's how I felt like, well, gosh, you guys going to do this to me now? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in school. You guys knew where I was before I accepted, you know, um, your, your, the, the child care okay. assistance. So when you got your first job, you finished school, thank God. Amen. Amen. It's a, Amen. I got an associate's degree. School. I did. I did. You got your associate's degree in? Medical assistant. Medical assistant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you got your first job? Tell us about getting your first job. What did they do with your with your benefits? What did they do with your food stamps? How did that how did that how did that affect what was coming into your household with your food stamps? Uh, it was it was major. I was I was and your rent and, and your rent. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it was nonetheless when I say exciting. Um, everything graduating the whole night. It was just it was it was very liberating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so by the time all the <laughs> All the loose ends were tied and paperwork is turned in and so on and so forth, the reporting and all that. Um, for they your did new job. For my new job. Because okay. um, those things have to be reported. So once they're reported, you know, they, they do make their assessments and so on. But um, they did take food stamps. 
I and my rent went from minimally where I was before I had the job to, I want to say to basically almost 75%. So immediately, immediately, you were, you were paying, there was a you were paying yes, more just rent, about almost, market rent, almost, almost market, market rent. rent. So, with your food stamps, were they immediately cut off? They were immediately. They were immediately. Yes. No weaning process. No weaning. There's there's no weaning process, which was very astounding to me because I the, I had an expectation of okay, you know, this is this is something gradual that takes place. I got you know I got my job. I you know I've accomplished this that. And I've got my job, so I was expecting mm -hmm. a winning process. Yes. You know, this gradual raise in rent because what I wanted to do was get a, you know, get another place for myself and my son. I didn't want to be continue to be where I was, so there was a plan to move forward from where I was. Um, and unbeknownst to me, when I got the um, paperwork back <laughs> saying what my rent was going to be, I was. I was really, I was really hurt because. Could you, could you even afford that? That they told you your no. rent was going to be this much for this subsidized unit. Could you even afford it? I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Have I you couldn't even get your first check yet. I hadn't got my first check yet. Okay. And the thing about it is, I had a plan to save, save mm -hmm. this, that, and do whatever. And I still have, I still have my other responsibilities, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. But. That being said, was I'm thinking, okay, I'll be able to save this because I wanted to move. That mm -hmm. was the plan, mm -hmm. was to move and do, you know, everything else that I had to do. But I couldn't do it because the more I made, the more they took. And there was no weaning. There is not, there's not a weaning process. So it is safe to say about our topic this morning, it is rigged for failure. It really, is, really is rigged for failure. What about the family unit? What about the mother? What about the father? What about the father that's missing out of the home? How do you think that um, that affects the fathers that are not in the home? Do you think that it makes them stronger? Do you think that it makes the family weaker? Being the system, because we know that single mothers like yourself who received or do receive mm -hmm. assistance, mm -hmm. you know, the system has it set up the way you get food stamps, you get vouchers, exactly. you get um, subsidized living, mm -hmm. meaning that mm -hmm. you only pay a portion of the mm -hmm. rent. Mm -hmm. So how do you think that affects the family unit? Because the father is not there. It's, is it a fragmented family? And how how does that affect the African community, African American community as a whole? Because basically we see that in African we do. We know that we other do. races do receive subsidized, um, subsidized right. benefits and this, that, and those. But it's only with the African American. Uh, is it talked about? Is it ever about. talked about? Yeah, exactly. It's it spotlighted. It's, should I say? Yes. Mm -hmm. so I, I, that family unit. How does that affect the family unit? With your perspective, how does it affect the family unit? I, I think. I think it's it's a weakening. It's it again. It has the appearance of strengthening, but guess who's at the head? The mother the is at the head. Exactly. So I think with that being said, is with the with the red tape and 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 the stipulation mm -hmm. that they put on the family or put on the mother, yes. I'll say that, mm -hmm. it doesn't give that responsible father mm -hmm. the opportunity to be the head. And if it does, guess what? Their stipulation is Either you're head, or either you're the head, or you're not. So exactly. even if I'm the father and I, or my family does need help financially, guess what? The stipulation is you're either gonna take 
control or you don't. And if that father, let me say this. Now, we do have some fathers out there that are doing the right thing. We know that. I'm not talking about those fathers because we know you out there and you're getting it for your family every day. We're talking about the, the fathers who probably don't have a job, cannot contribute, but they cannot be in the household mm-hmm. with their children mm-hmm. because the government says mm-hmm. that he cannot be there. That's right. He may be a good man, but he mm-hmm. still can't be there. But on the flip side of that, there is responsibility mm-hmm. and there's accountability exactly. for everybody. Now, exactly. we're not talking about those women who have made this a lifestyle. Right. We're gonna get. We're gonna get to that. Mm-hmm. Probably have to do a second part of this because, like Miss um, Colson was saying, Shandra was saying, this has so many moving parts. It does. We cannot get it all in one second. Yeah. So we're not talking about the fathers that are are are, are down with their children. They're, they're going to see about them every day, right. but. Right. We feel like I feel like the father is minimized. It is. It in is the system, and the family unit is broken. It is. It's fragmented. It is. And there is nobody wants to do anything about it because as long as I keep my benefits, you know, I can live on the subsidized government exactly. assistance program. Right. You know, he can't be in the household. He can't. He and was never designed. To, the father was never, never designed, designed to be in the household. No, that is a problem with me. Tell me what you think about that. I, I think that is a very big pitfall yes um and it it is designed to break the african-american household Mm -hmm. it it is it is designed that is that is a design by the system to break up the african african-american household i believe that i believe that fathers the the ones want to be accountable right now there is accountability on every side we got we have women that are at home on these subsidized properties we know they can go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, we know they can get up and they can be better. Mm-hmm. We have fathers, same thing. Mm-hmm. We know that you can take on the responsibility of your child. But there is a flip side to this, and I'm going to say this because if that woman is receiving any kind of mm-hmm. subsidized benefits mm-hmm. and benefits from the government or living on a subsidized apartment, on a complex, mm. she has to report she does. that father. She does. This is the flip side. She does. When she reports that father, they put him in the system. Now mm-hmm. he's in the system. They're going to come after him for child support. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. he doesn't pay it, if he doesn't have a job, guess mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. He can be picked up by the police. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. He can go for a yes, job and say, you know, I'm not even making enough because they got me on the books for so much money. That's right. So it is a, a rigged system really for is. the entire family it unit, is. for it the is. entire family, not it just is. the women and their children, That's right. but our fathers too. That's right. We got fathers trying to do the right thing, but right. their hands are tied. They think their hands are tied. They Tell do. me what you think about that. Um, again, uh, it, it you would you really have to be um, uh, what I want to call that. You really have to be. Uh, oh my goodness, this is what I'm looking for. You really have to be aware. Yes. Um, in order to actually see what's happening. You have to be informed. You really have, and you do, you have to be informed yes. to actually see what's happening because it is a trap. It is a trap. It is a trap. And unless we're aware of yes. it, we fall right in because mm-hmm. we're looking at the appearance yes. of the government and the, and the assistance that they have, it's an appearance of them helping. It really isn't. It is designed to break us. It's designed to keep us down. Exactly. Now, I'm going to say this because we're running out of time. We're going to do a second part to this because we have to. Evidently, this is a lot of moving parts. But I'm going to say this, and I said it to people, and I'll say it again. And people look at me when I say it, but it's so true. Young men, African-American men, African-American mothers, 
I'm going to say this. This prison that you keep yourself in in your mind, it's a mind thing. We're not being sold on the block anymore. We're enslaved in our mind. You're not being sold on the block. You're being sold on paper because the owners that I know don't even live in Jacksonville. They don't come to visit the properties. They do not come to visit the properties. They have management groups in there um, doing what they actually need to come and intend to. But this is my thing. This system makes the rich richer and the poor poorer. I'm going to say that. You're not being sold on paper on the block anymore. You're being sold on paper. Let's get that in our heads. Let's get up and let's do something positive and get off of the, get off the system, get off of this property because poverty is a billion dollar industry. It makes money. Nobody wants you to be successful if they're making money off of poverty. Who would want you to be, who would want you to get up and go to your next life level? Nobody. Tell me what you think about that, Ms. Colson. And we're going to have to end this book next Tuesday. We're going to come back with a part two. But I want to hear what you have to say about this before we go. Uh, and, and, it, and, and you are you are correct. Uh, I believe that um, nobody, if we're making money, if we're making billions yes. upon billions yeah, and of dollars, billions and billions why billions billions. would I want you exactly. to succeed? Why would I want, since we're talking about the African-American family, why would I want you to succeed? Um, this is this this is what pays my bills. This is what sends my kids to college. This is what puts another uh, bend in my yard. Why would I want you all to succeed? But again, it is up to us to be aware um, when we're not and informed of, of what's actually uh, happening to us because it's actually supposed to be again and I always say it it's supposed to be a a stepping stone situation and you're exactly right we are going to have to have a second part of this because like I said it's a lot of moving parts and please believe we are advocating for our women our single mothers and our children in impoverished areas and on subsidized government subsidized properties because we know I know I can think of 20 women right off the top of my head who are in this system and struggling to get out like I said we said in the beginning of the broadcast it is hard to get out it's it easy is. to get in very it's very hard to get out because they set it up for failure just think about this if you succeed in everybody what if everybody just got jobs and moved off subsidized properties there'll be a whole lot of people out of jobs and out of money that's right so we don't want anybody to succeed. I get paid for every unit that is occupied on the the subsidized government properties. Every unit that is occupied, I don't care if you pay a dollar, I'm still getting my full rent. Isn't that something? And they are. Indeed. And these are billions and billions of dollars. Right. So we're going to have to do a second part of this. We just want you to know we're here to uplift, encourage, challenge, and educate every woman that is listening. Now we know we might get some listeners who don't, but who really don't agree with what we're saying there's a flip side to this there's accountability there's responsibility on everyone's part that means the owner that means the mother that means the father everybody has a part to play it's a lot of moving parts but we want you to do your part we thank you for being with us on our first podcast we love it we're going to be doing this every tuesday morning 7 a.m to 7 20 p.m a.m i'm sorry 7 20 a.m we are going to be doing a second part of this because it's a lot of moving parts and we may have more guests to join Miss Shandrea on next Tuesday. We'll see. Is there anything you want to say, Shandrea, before we leave? Um, I just want to say, um, again, this has been phenomenal uh, and, um, and I love 
being able to express that to everyone because I have again been allowed to experience this and it's been it's been quite quite an experience so so we we're gonna glad you're here <laughs> we're glad you joined us but we'll see you next Tuesday have a great, great day, day. <laughs>